goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Attention, Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now, here's Bo Snurdly. Welcome to your Wednesday. If you'd like to be part of the program today, all you have to do, pick up your telephone, dial 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. The Trump saga continues, and this will probably continue for a while, this egregious assault on the home, the summer home, the winter home, actually, of President Trump has shaken many in the political world to the core. And let me tell you something, it's not just Republicans. Now, there are not a whole lot of Democrats speaking up about this, but I sense, I believe that many of them have a pit in their stomach because they understand that if this thing turns out to be, if this raid turns out to have been conducted over a trivial matter, this is going to hurt their party. According to uh, BizPack this morning, the blowback over the FBI raid on President Trump's Florida home continues to amount. New information has emerged suggesting the raid was sparked by something trivial. That, they say, would be a major problem. Numerous pundits are warning that unless the Justice Department had a significant justification for the raid... It could turn out to have been one of the dumbest and most inadvertently destructive political gambits in recent history. The Wall Street Journal reported late Tuesday the raid was motivated in part by the belief that additional classified information remained at Trump's home after the National Archives retrieved more than a dozen boxes of White House documents from the resort earlier this year. But if it was just a matter of documents, why didn't the feds just request a subpoena? Why did they have to raid his home? Washington Post reported in January that the National Archives and Records Administration retrieved 15 boxes of documents and other items that they say should have been turned over when Trump left the White House. Among those, letters and notes from foreign leaders such as Korea's King Kim Jong-un. So we shall see. We shall see if this turns out to be something grave. And I'll tell you what, if there is any doubt 
if this is not something that all Americans can agree is serious, when I say all, I mean a majority of Americans can say, yeah, you know, this was pretty serious. They should have conducted a raid. If there's any room for doubt here, this is going to backfire. Republican Missouri Senator Josh Hawley is calling for the impeachment or resignation of Merrick Garland. He's also calling for the FBI Director Christopher Ray to be removed. I concur with both. I've said before that if this, if, and I mean if, if this turns out to be less than a convincing case, there ought to be repercussions. And if Republicans take the House in November as expected, one of the first acts of business should be for them to remove or to try to remove by impeachment the Attorney General of the United States, Merrick Garland. I also think, I was talking to a very close friend of mine who happens to be a congressman. He didn't give me permission to go public with our conversation, so I won't identify him. But one of the things that I was saying to him was that, look, as long as I have been alive almost, the FBI has been accused of malfeasance. If you go back through every single decade of American history, you'll see that the FBI has been accused of something that put them in a political light more than an objective enforcement agency. You go back to the Civil Rights Movement. It was the FBI that wiretapped Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr., Oh, yeah. And it is believed that J. Edgar Hoover tried to blackmail Dr. King, suggesting that his dalliances would be made public if he didn't do whatever it was that Hoover wanted him to do. If you go back through the 70s, through those tumultuous years of the Vietnam War, you'll remember that the FBI waged war on the Black Panthers. Now, many people would say, well, the Black Panthers were a terrorist organization. No, the Black Panthers at that time were not advocating terrorism. They were advocating the original Black Panthers, not these clowns today. They were advocating self, self, management in black neighborhoods. The Black Panthers in Oakland set up a breakfast program where they could feed the children of Oakland rather than have them depend on the government. Yes, they were armed because they said they needed to defend themselves against the agents of the government. And if you look at the way that they were infiltrated and members of the Black Panthers were then killed in these phony shootouts, that were in part instigated by the FBI, you could see why. They had a death warrant on them from the FBI. It was clearly illegal. If you go back through the Clinton years, you can see the beginning of an alliance between the Clinton machine, 
the Democrat Party, and the FBI, where with all of the things that we know that happened, which include, which include handing over guidance for our missiles to the Chinese government through a Clinton donor. You could go back through the campaigning that was done, what we call at the time the selling of the Lincoln bedroom. You can go back through Whitewater. You can go back through all of the things that the Clintons and, and were involved in, and never once was there a serious effort to hold the Clintons accountable. And that continued for the decades that the Clintons have been in public life, including Hillary, including the Clinton Foundation. It has been well-researched, Peter Schweitzer's books, on the Clinton Foundation and the money flow, never once investigated. And now you go to Barack Obama. We know that during the Obama years, the FBI was used toward the end when Donald Trump was wanting to try and spy on an American presidential campaign, unprecedented. We know that there were warrants that were issued with FBI complicit in telling the FISA court lies, never held accountable. We know that the FBI was involved, some of their agents, with factions of Hillary Clinton in trying to get rid of Donald Trump, never held to account. What we have is a two-tier system of government and enforcement. The FBI has never been held accountable for the things that they've done. We get new FBI leaders after all these scandals. Remember the FBI scandal at the labs where they were faking evidence coming out. This is supposed to be the most trusted, if you believe the propaganda, the most trusted legal establishment enforcement agency in the face of the earth. They've been corrupt for decades. I'm sorry if this is offending some of you who expect every conservative to just knee-jerk, tout, bend the line, and walk the line with praise of every law enforcement agency. I'm sorry because there are some law enforcement agencies in America that are corrupt. There are some law enforcement officials that are corrupt. And this Department of Justice and this FBI is corrupt. Does that mean that I think all the agents of the FBI are corrupt? No, not by a long shot. I happen to think that most of the agents who work for the Federal Bureau of Investigation are just like everyone else, working men and women who are just doing their best to do their jobs, go home to their wives and families, and have a good life. But the place is riddled with political operatives, just like every other branch of government that has succumbed to the deep state. And the deep state was especially put in place by Bill and Hillary Clinton and that apparatus of of leftists. And they brag about it. In so many words, they brag about how, for instance, the Harvard School of Government feeds these lefties into off into public life. They openly covet government work and government appointments and government jobs. And believe me, liberal deep state has infiltrated 
and 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 pretty much taken over the apparatus of the government, and that is what Donald Trump was fighting the entire time he was in office, including traitors in his own party. All this long-windedness to get to the point that I raised with the congressman friend of mine, it's time, let's stop pretending that the FBI can be fixed. Let's stop pretending. They've been corrupt from the very beginning. J. Edgar Hoover was corrupt. It is a stain on America that we have a building named after that criminal who should have never been head of the FBI. And if anybody out there wants to contradict me or think that I'm on wrong about it, I invite you to a, a decent civil conversation about it. If you think I'm off the deep end with my criticism of the FBI, I'd love to hear from you. 800-848-WABC is that number to call. The FBI is beyond repair. They need to be totally stamped out, disbanded. And what we need is a very carefully vetted new agency that is strictly about law enforcement and not politics on either side. I don't want an agency that's just going to go after Democrats for no reason. I want an agency that actually follows the letter of the law. And if that means getting rid of the entire function of the Justice Department to the DOJ, then so be it. Then they need to go too. That branch needs to go too. You remember one of the first acts that Bill Clinton did when he assumed office. He fired every single U.S. attorney. Every single one he fired. And there was no complaint from the Democrats. When George Bush tried to fire a few, they raised holy hell. But when Clinton did it, it was like, okay. And he brought his own people. And that began the current era of using the Department of Justice and the FBI as stormtroopers for the Democrat Party. And that's what they are, mercenary stormtroopers for the Democrat Party. These people go to Mar-a-Lago and looking for documents, and they end up going through the First Lady's clothes? Did they go through her underwear drawers? What's with these perverts? WABC Talk Radio 77. This is Boston Early's Rush Hour. We're coming back right after this. This is The Rush Hour with Bose Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Back on WABC Talk Radio 77. Put on your dancing shoes. Shake it down. No, I didn't say twerk. I said shake it down. No twerking. Um, You know, the booty bomb hasn't come in yet. It hasn't. I ordered... Izzy's looking like, what are you talking about? I ordered... Some of JLo's booty bomb to give to a friend of mine and her husband. They're gonna they're gonna test it out to see if JLo's new booty bomb it costs seventy something dollars a jar. 
to see if this stuff really works. It's supposed to tighten women. <clears throat> I guess men too. It's supposed to tighten up your booty. We'll see. Uh, for telephone calls in a few moments here on WABC. You know that it's bad when Kevin McCarthy is out ripping Republic. Kevin McCarthy? Listen to what Kevin McCarthy said. If you are an elected Republican and you're staying quiet while Democrats in Washington are abusing their power, you are the very reason they think they can get away with it. Now is the time to speak up and be loud. That's Kevin McCarthy. He's calling out Republicans to stand up to this. Kevin McCarthy? By the way, next week is the Liz Cheney primary. Can't wait for that. I mentioned right before the break that some of these perverts masquerading as FBI enforcement agents decided to go through Melania. Now, what in the hell do they think Melania Trump's clothing has anything to do with documents? But, I mean, can you imagine if I were her, I, I mean, can you imagine when someone goes through your, this is a violation. If someone come, goes through your house and starts rummaging through your closet, rummaging through your private under things and everything else that you wear, you don't even want to put it on afterwards. It's like it, it's tainted. Who are these arrogant perverts? Can you ever imagine them doing this to Hillary Clinton? Can you imagine them ever, in your wildest imagination, doing this to Michelle Obama? They would never dream of it. Could you imagine them doing this to Nancy Pelosi? They would never dream of it. Could you imagine them doing this to Ruth Bader Ginsburg when she was alive? Or any of the other... Can you imagine them going through Stacey Abrams? Can you? No, you can't. You can't imagine it because they would never do it. But yet, these pervs feel it's okay for them to go through Melania Trump's clothing. How dare they? This is a total abuse of power, and every one of those agents needs to be fired. Every single one of them that put their hands on Melania Trump's clothing, those perverts need to be fired. Every single one of them. Let's go to the telephones. Let's get there early so I don't have to rush at the end of the show taking calls. There's more. I'm not done yet. Eric Holder has weighed in, and some of the other Democrats weighing in. But I want to hear what you have to say. Let's start with Daniel in New York City. Daniel, welcome. I don't know where the city where you're in New York. Hi, Daniel. Hi, how are you? Good afternoon. It's an honor to be at your show. Um, I have to tell you the truth. I'm a strong American. I'm a patriot. 
I am a person that always enjoyed my country, appreciated my country, proud of my country. As of last year, I decided I'm no longer an American. I live in America. I'm a United States citizen, but America is not my country. If we could have, for two and a half years, $45 million spent to find out that the Russian collusion was a hoax, and we could have a country that it's all forgotten, it's done with. Mr. Schiff and Mr. Nadler and Mr. Schumer and Pelosi are all sitting pretty. They have a problem with January 6th. They caused January 6th. January 6th was started from the day of the Russian collusion. Half the country did not believe the results as given for the elections. You blame them? You blame the people in America for not trusting your elections after what you did for two and a half, three years? And the FBI and the media following along as a parade? You have a problem that half the country doesn't. What they did to the country, they ruined the country for the next hundred years. It is totally broken down to a civil, a cold civil war. And we're ignoring it. Everything is fine and dandy. Everything. Who gives a damn about Hunter Biden? What they did to this country, I am no longer an American. I am no longer proud of my country. I'm 68 years old. I was always proud of my country. I loved my country. There is no way in hell that I can look at my country the same way. Corrupt through and through? You know, politics is one thing. You lie, you exaggerate. But to make up a bogus story and carry it out for two and a half years? I didn't, I'm not a lover of Trump. I liked his policies, but I'm not a lover of him. But to, to stand by and watch them having a field day on a president just because it was worthwhile politically because they didn't like him? I am sorry. The FBI, the news media, and our United States Capitol, the holiest temple of America, where we trust and believe in, went ahead and actually tried to throw over a president with a bogus story. When President Biden became president, he said he wants to unify the country. He could have just gotten up and said, Ladies and gentlemen, after $45 million and after all the dossiers that we found out as both, we can't. I would like to apologize to the Republicans. It was wrong. It, matter of fact, he'll pick up points if he did it, but he's not smart enough for that. He's so deep in the corruption, he can't even think as a leader and as a father for the country to unite the country. That's my point. I love you. Daniel, I didn't interrupt you because you, my friend, were word perfect. And we have very rarely had anyone as eloquent as you make the case for the total corruption of our United States government as you have done in these past five minutes. Astounding. And every word that you said is about the level of corruption and what has gone here, this collusion between government, elected government officials and the mainstream media, it's true. And they are not repentant, they are not sorry. Yet they point their fingers at people and say, oh, oh, you people, you extremists on the right, this is the most corrupt 
corrupt government under Democrat rule, and this, you haven't even touched it. When you look at what they're doing on the state and the local level too, the corruption, letting these criminals out of jail, opening the borders, they still don't care that we have a baby food shortage in America. And yet they sit and point their fingers at Republicans. Thank you for the call, Daniel. It was truly amazing. The Rush Hour is on the air. Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Nerdly on 77 WABC, the crown jewel of American radio. Is it daylight? I can't tell no more. Never had this condition before. Ashford and Simpson, the great songwriting duo of Motown era. Nick Ashford, Valerie Simpson on WABC Talk Radio 77. Um, Scott, my chief engineer, just found this story. Where, where was this from? This is Fox News. Uh, the president of the Central American country of El Salvador criticized the FBI following the raid at former President uh, Donald Trump's residence at Mar-a-Lago, noting apparent hypocrisy. Quote, what would the U.S. government say if our police raided the house of one of our main political contenders for our 2024 presidential election? That was Naib Bukele, if I'm saying that right. The president of El Salvador since 2019. So now we have third world countries, third world banana republic saying, hey, what are you guys in the United States doing? We don't do that. Great going, Democrats. Let me give you another thing, Scott. Let me give you another example, folks, when I say the corruption is at every level. Here's a headline today. I want you to listen to this headline that was in the the uh, Los Angeles Times. It was written by the Los Angeles Times editorial board. Here's the headline. Editorial, why do Republican lawmakers want drug users to die in the street? That's the headline. Why do Republican lawmakers want drug users to die in the streets. Here they, here's the story. California legislators did a very brave thing last week when they approved a proposal to allow three California cities, including Los Angeles, to open facilities where addicts can self-administer illicit drugs without fear of arrest or fatal overdose. It was brave because these so-called safe drug consumption sites aren't strictly legal under federal law and are very controversial, even in liberal California. Former Governor Jerry Brown vetoed a proposal passed by the legislature four years ago, even as deaths from accidental overdoses were skyrocketing in the United States. Now, the... The uh, Senate Bill 57 is in the hands of Governor Newsom, who is being lobbied by Republican state lawmakers to veto the bill. And so they ask, 
They don't ask, why did Jerry Brown want drug users to die? They don't ask, why do other citizens in California who are opposed opening up these drug games to die? They say, why do we Republicans want drug users to die? They should be able to bring illegal drugs, every illegal drug you can think of, into a government-sponsored place so that they can shoot up their drugs. And for this, if you oppose this hair-brain scheme by liberals, now you're accused of wanting innocent people, of wanting drug users to die. And the way that they coat this, it's, these consumption sites aren't strictly legal. What does that mean? I'm not strictly pregnant. No, they are illegal. It's illegal. Now they want sanctuary drug holes, just like they have sanctuary cities, sanctuary straight to let every illegal immigrant in the world in. Now they want a sanctuary drug hole. I mean, we have enough illegal drugs pouring over the border, so now we might as well give people a place where they can shoot up their drugs. You know what's not a sanctuary? What? Mar-a-Lago. Boom. Let's go back to the telephones. Let us go to George, Mount Sinai. How are you, George? As I call the call screener, I was a court clerk in criminal division for many years in the city. When an when a, uh, organization is corrupt from the top, don't think it doesn't trickle down. It does. Just like those guys looking through the first lady's clothes. People come to the FBI, they're bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. And they soon fall into it. And the biggest threat to the American people, in my opinion, and you can have lawyers call you, it is a public service to your listeners. If somebody runs by and he commits a crime and an FBI agent says, which way did he go? Yeah, tell him which way he goes. But if you are ever questioned by an FBI agent, say you want a lawyer. They do not have to apprise you of your right not to incriminate yourself, and they get you in a vice. I've watched people's lives get destroyed. They say you lied to this. Bo Deedle, who was a famous detective in New York, was one of your colleagues. You could have lied to him and do anything you want. You say one thing a little untrue or you make a mistake, you go to jail. That's the biggest, one of the biggest threats to the American people. I don't know how you change that law, but that should be changed. So a lot of these guys in the FBI, the young kids that come there, start out great, but then they get corrupted. Because, again, unlike the police department, we have to take tests to move up to a certain extent. In the FBI, it's what you call how many cases you made. And they start to do anything to make a lot of arrests, and they cut corners. So it's really a shame, because it should be, they do have great capability for solving crimes and forensics, but it's not the organization, it's really a, a disgrace what's going on. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you, George. Let me just say something else while we're at this. Robert Mueller headed up the FBI. Now, this was the man that was in charge of that trumped-up, no pun intended, phony, fake look at the Russian collusion hoax. And they kept it going for two years, $45 million. Never once did he really come out and say, you know what, we searched this thing up and down. Trump is innocent of everything that we said that we he was guilty of. And did they use tactics that were underhanded to try to prove otherwise? Heck yeah. He's an FBI guy. McCabe, FBI guy. Comey, FBI guy. Who has never, ever 
None of these guys have ever paid a price for what they did to this country during their tenure. None of them. Mark in Staten Island, you're on WABC Talk Radio 77. It's Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. Hi, Mark. Hi, Jimbo. I want to add to your comments about the FBI. Ask the Branch Davidians about the FBI. Ask what, what's left of Randy Weaver's family, what the FBI does. Remember them? Oh, of course I remember them. And everybody should. Be. Yes, and, and, you know, whether you agree with the Randy Weaver case or not, the way that they murdered, did I say that? Yes, murdered yeah. his family was a disgrace yeah. to America. And you know why he was under arrest? He shortened the shotgun barrel a quarter of an inch too, too much. That was the whole thing. And they gave him the wrong date on his papers to appear in court. So he didn't appear in court. Now we can go out and get him. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. And let me tell you yes, something sir. else. <clears throat> let me tell you something else. I look at three names. Look what they did to Roger Stone. They called CNN to make sure CNN could film it and get the and get the scoop. And then they went out, Roger Stone. Roger Stone's harmless. Roger Stone's not gonna put up a fight against federal thugs. And they go and storm his house. Look the way they treated Paul Manafort. I'm not saying Manafort was guilty or not guilty, but look at the treatment they gave him. Now, look at the way that they entrapped General Flynn and told him, pretty much, we're going to ruin you and we're going after your family unless you plead guilty. Look what they did to Scooter Libby. Yep. They don't do this to the Democrats. It is time for someone to truly hold this FBI and their leadership accountable. Last word, Amen, Mark. Brother. Yeah, uh, and don't forget the ATF. They're, they're, they're no angels either. Okay? <laughs> Thank, you Thank you for the call, Mark. Appreciate that. Bill, in Huntington, New York, how are you? Welcome to Boston Early's Rush Hour. All right. This FBI operation a couple months ago where they picked up Peter Navarro in the airport. Yep. I see that as a probe to see how the country would react before this this one they did the other day. And you know, thank you. And that here's another one. They sent out like he was some kind of hardened criminal, like he was some kind of murderer, sending a SWAT team after Peter Navarro and then throwing him in Hinckley's cell. This was just pure harassment. And now, if you add to what they did to Peter Navarro, look what they're not doing. Look what they haven't done with the Hunter Biden information and how long they've been sitting on that. We have a problem, folks, and that problem is DOJ slash FBI. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. It's James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly on 77 WABC, the crown jewel of American radio. I saw him dancing there by the record machine. I knew he must have been about 17. 
Talk Radio 77 in New York. All right, so I want you guys, ladies and gentlemen, please bear with me with this because I, I, I'm going try to try to express something, and I, I don't know whether I'll be able to do it properly. I believe wholeheartedly that most of the people in law enforcement are heroes. I really do believe that. I believe it takes a special kind of person to go out every day knowing that they might be killed, that their families might be put in jeopardy because they may not be able to provide for their families if they're dead, not knowing what's behind a door, not knowing every time they get in the car where they're going, whether they're going to meet someone whose evil will take them out. The people that we saw on 9-11, both with New York firemen and New York police officers, who looked at these two twin towers that were burning and collapsing and instead ran in to try to help people. These people are amazing human beings. They deserve our praise. They deserve every single amount of honor and glory that we can bestow upon them. That said, There are segments in every single branch of law enforcement that are rogue. They're the people that kneel on people's necks and keep their knee on somebody's necks for nine minutes. They're the guys that go home and kill their wives and then kill another wife and then hide behind their badge. They're the guys that deal drugs in neighborhood. They're the guys that sneak in drugs to people that are incarcerated while they have the badge. There's this whole group of lawless people that are parading as law enforcement officers. And now we have the highest, what is supposed to be the most honorable agency, law enforcement agency in America, the FBI, filled with rogue leadership. They are nothing more than a political stormtrooper operation for the Democrat Party. I do not believe, again, that most of the FBI agents are corrupted. I believe that the department is corrupted because of their leadership and has been corrupted. Now, I know, I know how some people view it when black people rise up and say in America, oh, whoa, whoa, police brutality. It's like, oh, please shut up. If you didn't have so many criminals running around, you wouldn't be in contact. But let me explain something to you. A person, and you already know this, for instance, this guy that was executed for selling Lucy cigarettes in New York, the kid, 13 years old, that was killed in Jamaica, Queens when I was a kid because this officer planted and said there was a gun on him, and there wasn't. Robert Torsney, who goes and stabs to death a woman while he's in, shoots a woman in Queens, New York, and gets away with it. They send him to, to, uh, to Creedmoor for a year or two, and then they let him out to have a good life. 
this whole blue wall of silence, this whole blue wall, there's nothing different than the blue wall of silence than there is that these gangs who, who won't snitch and people who won't snitch on gangs, they all run by fear and they all run by evil. We have an FBI that is so corrupt. Why aren't members of the FBI coming public and saying we're sick of this? Because it's that same blue wall of silence crap that they do to hide their own rogue behavior. I continually say if we want society change, we have to change on both sides. You can't have, we're not going to have better enforcement of, of the law, especially in minority communities, until minorities also step up and do their part, which is to stop with this hatred of the police and stop profiling the police just like they don't want to be profiled. And by the way, have a moral revolution to stop some of this rampant criminality that has now become part of the subculture. But that same subculture operates in law enforcement in America. And it needs to be called out. The FBI need to be called out. The leadership of the FBI need to be called out. Merrick Garland needs to be impeached if indeed this turns out to be nothing more than a witch hunt. If it doesn't, the evidence needs to be, the evidence needs to be very convincing, not like this fake evidence they threw in our face with this so-called Russian collusion hoax. Let's go to Brad, New Market, New Jersey. How are you, Brad? Oh, James, good to hear you. Uh, I want to go back to the 900 FBI files that mysteriously uh, came about in the White House in 1993. That's right. Remember Hillary? Hillary That's Clinton. The same year that the Ep- Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell and her father, who was a, a Mossad agent who specialized in uh, blackmail and uh, and espionage got together. I've always wondered if those files were used to blackmail people in the government and got got the dirt on uh, other officials in D.C. and and they've been using that and it just became this this snowball that just kept on getting bigger. Now, and bigger. if you don't remember, folks, what Brad is saying during the term of of Bill and Hillary Clinton. There were FBI files, 900 of them, found in the White House, which was illegal, clearly illegal. It trumps anything that the DOJ is looking at today at Mar-a-Lago, and yet there was not a thing done about it. Not a thing. Brad? You and Rush were right on top of this whole thing. And I remember even a couple of years later when you and Lynn had the best Sunday night tel- uh, radio show on ABC and uh, the whole world. You were so funny. Uh, Lynn, uh, <laughs> God bless her, her socialist soul. But uh, that was, you used to tear her up. I, I used to love what love lists. I'd tune in every Sunday just to hear. Thank you, you Brad. I, I appreciate it, Brad. Thank you so much. Great memories, my friend Steve. In New York City, how are you? Good, James. I'm a long-time listener. Uh, I've listened to you ever since Rush, a first-time caller. Your show is absolutely superb today. It's spot-on. I agree with everything. I want to talk about 
the migrant, the illegal migrants coming in here. It's laughable that Eric Adams, who said nothing about the midnight flights to Westchester, bringing hundreds upon hundreds of illegal migrants there, never said anything about it, will be upset because a couple of buses come into Times Square. Well, he's obviously very upset about it. It means that Governor Abbott is doing something right. I would suggest if, if uh, to, to the Texas governor, if you really want to put the heat on more, send them right to Park Slope, Brooklyn. That's where the buses of illegal migrants could be dropped, because that's where the most powerful man in the United States Senate, Chuck Schumer, he's a longtime Park Slope resident. You start sending those buses to Chuck Schumer's neighborhood day after day after day, he'll, he'll get on the phone to Joe Biden and say, we got to secure this border because it's coming home. All these leftists, they got such a big heart for people all the way around the world when they're a thousand miles away and nowhere to be found. Bring them close to home, and that's how you're going to get changes. They gotta, it's got to be brought right in their front yards. That's what I say. Bring them in there. You got 7th Avenue, which is the heart of Park Slope. Drop, start dropping the buses there day after day. They can even go to the YMCA that Bill de Blasio uses. The Prospect Park, you could set up a tent city just like they got in San Francisco and Sacramento and other parts. Bring them right to, to the Senate Majority Leader's neighborhood. That's what I would t- suggest to the Texas governor. That's- I love your call. Eric Adams went so far as to call Governor Abbott un-American. Really? Un-American? The man that's presiding over an empire while where criminals are let loose to prey on the innocent citizens of New York City? Ladies and gentlemen, here we are, last minute of our program today. Sorry we couldn't get to everyone on the phone. So many calls. We're here tomorrow for Bo Sternley's Rush Hour, 4 o'clock. We will continue our dialogue, our conversation with each other. Remember, John Katz, up next, Catch at Night. In the meantime, may God bless and protect each and every single one of you and your families. Thank you for being here today. Thanks to my amazing crew. Thanks, Izzy. It's been a real pleasure working with you. <laughs> no problem, bro. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to prioritygold.com.